Christmas is going to be exactly like that in Bristol. Kind of, um, that's, that's guaranteed. There's going to be snow, there's going to be kind of a gridlock on the road. And, um, uh, fantastic. Well, it's lovely to be with you at the 6.30 service. And I think, is the PowerPoint going to, going to work? Do you think, is that uh, going to be up there, Abby? Here we go. So, uh, we're starting an Advent series looking at uh, journeys. There's going to be three journeys. Uh, I'm looking at the journey to Bethlehem that Mary took, about 90 miles. Uh, next week, it's going to be um, the wise men, maybe about 900 miles. Uh, and the third week, it's Jesus' journey from heaven. How many miles is that? I don't know. But that's going to be the, the kind of the ultimate. So, I'm, I'm kicking us off um, in our Advent series. Now, I'm not sure what Advent's like uh, in preparing for Christmas. I know in the, in the Dobson household, is that going to, is that working? Oh, here we go. The Dobson household, Christmas starts, preparation starts at half term. Half term holidays, it's always making the Christmas cake, making the Christmas pudding. We have, and it's, it's there now, back at home, and um, it's going to be great Christmas, Christmas uh, lunchtime, the pudding, Christmas evening, the cake, and it starts in October. But then, the 1st of December, out of the cupboard comes the Dobson mugs. Bev, if you know my wife Bev, she is a, a mug addict, and um, she just loves a Christmas mug. Uh, so uh, we have a cupboard full of, of mugs, uh, Christmas mugs. So 1st of December, um, this Wednesday, they all came out of the attic, uh, washed, and they're ready to go. Um, First weekend of uh, December, it's Christmas decoration time. Uh, so this weekend, uh, the Dobson household is, has gone very festive. Um, uh, Jonathan, our youngest, whenever we went for a walk, uh, when he was, he was a toddler, uh, he used to pick up sticks. He just loved sticks. Uh, it wasn't a good walk unless he, he brought at least two or three sticks home with him. Um, so this, this stick here um, was, uh, we found in Blaze, probably about... 27 years ago, um, and we brought it back, we sprayed it silver, so every uh, Christmas time, it's out of the loft, we put it up on the wall, baubles on it, and we think Christmas has arrived um, in our household, uh, and, and we have traditions, we have traditions that get ready for, for Christmas, and I think in this, in this series, it's kind of, how do we prepare ourselves for, uh, for Christmas, to remember once again that God stepped into our world uh, into our world to, to change um, the world for good. Um, and so as we think about these three, uh, these three journeys, uh, we're going to think, first of all, about uh, the journey that um, Mary took. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, and it's a very familiar uh, passage that is from um, uh, Luke chapter 2. Um, and Mary, I'm not quite sure what you would have thought about having to travel 90 miles on a donkey when you're heavenly pregnant. Um, uh, Jonathan just arrived kind of um, uh, very last minute and, and we just managed to kind of drive. Bev probably left a little bit too late for us to drive into South Mead. So as we're driving along, uh, she's having these serious contractions and I, I'll be trying to drive. She, she grab hold of my arm really tightly when there's a contraction. I was like, oh, I've got to turn the steering wheel. And as we said, as we went down through kind of... Um, into Southampton Hospital, I, I probably drove over the speed bumps just t- slightly too fast to get there in time. And she was, ah! Now, a few speed bumps in Southmead are probably nothing compared to a, maybe a donkey ride um, 90 miles from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. Um, and so we want to just think, I wonder what was going through Mary's thoughts at that time. 
on that journey, I wonder what she was contemplating. I mean, 90 miles, kind of, um, it probably was the best part of a week and a half, maybe two weeks. So it wasn't just like getting on EasyJet and flying down over kind of an hour or so. I mean, it, it would have been a long journey. It would have been in the Middle East when it would have been hot and dusty. Um, ah, I wonder what she was thinking. So here's the passage from, from Luke uh, as we uh, think about that journey. So a familiar passage. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went uh, to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee uh, to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. So, how do you have felt about journeying to Bethlehem? I wonder, again, I've never and never will be pregnant. Um, uh, Some of you here maybe have been uh, and know what it's like, kind of just a few days to go. Uh, And I wonder what you would have thought, travelling that distance. Any of you who are mums, I mean, what do do you think would have been going through your mind? I don't think I'd cope with that. Yep, okay. Any other thoughts? Just so uncomfortable, yeah. Actually, just the discomfort of it all. Again, maybe it's a slightly male thing. I think, I think there would have been, been time to, to think. I think with the pain and the discomfort, um, and I think that sometimes in our spiritual lives, pain and discomfort um, remind us of things in a way that comfort doesn't. I think, I think sometimes we can be comfortable in life, and when we're comfortable in life, sometimes we can forget God. But I think it, on that journey, actually, I think it would have been uncomfortable, but it would have reminded her, it would have been reminded her of, of the angel's visit. It would have reminded her of, of the, the promise that actually the Holy Spirit was going to come upon you, and you're going to bear a, a child. You're going to call him Jesus. It was going to be God's son. And in the pain and discomfort of thinking, Do I'm, I'm carrying God. I mean, that, what an amazing thought. I'm not sure if, if um, with a couple of weeks to go, whether you'd have liked to have gone on any kind of journey. But I, I wonder whether when they travelled down from, uh, when the news came that there was going to be a census and that they were going to have to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem, I wonder if, yeah, Mary and Joseph just looked at one another and just thought, do you know what? It was going to have to be this way, wasn't it? Because a king was going to be born. Actually, that, that was the promise, wasn't it, that um, um, the angel gave to Mary. The, the angel said to Mary, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, and he will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over, over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. The promise to Mary that the child was not only going to be God's child, but was going to be a king. It was going to be a king in the line of David. And David's town was, was Bethlehem. That's, that, that's where the, the royal town was. The royal town was It wasn't Nazareth. So although Joseph and Mary were both descendants of David, actually 
they kind of knew that if this baby was going to fulfill the destiny, the destiny of being the, the person that is on David's throne forever and ever, actually they would have to go to Bethlehem. And so in some ways on that journey, the discomfort reminds them once again that the, the baby that Mary was carrying was the son of God, but reminded them that uh, that baby was also going to be the king. And Bethlehem was the place that he had to be born. Um, Bethlehem was uh, the royal city. Um, I think there's something about prophecy and about destiny that uh, Mary would have contemplated. Oh, why couldn't we have stayed at home? Why couldn't we have been Nazareth? It had to be Bethlehem. It had, this is the promise. This is, this is what was promised. Actually, even back as, as far as, as Isaiah, Isaiah promised, um, for unto us a child is born, uh, to us a son is given, government will be on his shoulder, and he'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He, she knew that this, the baby to be born was going to be the king. And so Advent time, as Mary travels down, I'm sure she kind of is recounted to herself some of these prophecies, thinking, I could have stayed at Nazareth, but somehow God's hand is at work. God's hand is at work, kind of through Quirinius and through Caesar Augustus. And and actually at this time, uh, they came from being a carpenter in Nazareth uh, to being uh, uh, stopping over in in a stable uh, in Bethlehem. And the child that was born was the savior of the world. Actually, the child that was born was the king. Actually, he was born in David's line. Actually, there was a kingdom that started then. And, and as Mary holds, uh, oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, he'll reign on David's throne and, his king, and uh, over his kingdom, establishing him, holding with justice and righteousness from this time for, and forever, evermore. And Mary realized that God's kingdom was coming with Jesus. And Advent time, that's part of what we remember. As, as Mary suffered and journeyed and was reminded, reminded of the promises of old, the destiny that there would be a, a king who would one day reign on David's throne, would bring justice, would bring uh, righteousness, actually would bring God's purpose into this world. She had the privilege of carrying uh, that king. And at uh, Advent time, we remember that the coming of the first king. But actually, Advent time traditionally, we remember um, the king returning as well. Jesus, who one day will return, and he comes as light to our world, light that shines in the darkness. But one day he will return, and his kingdom will reign eternally forever. There'll be no more sickness, no more tears, uh, no more sin. Uh, Actually, when Jesus comes, he will put all wrong things right. And happens a time when we look back and we say, with Mary, we remember, of course, the baby had to be born in Bethlehem. Why? Because he came to be king. He came to rule. He came to put wrong things right. And I wonder at Advent time whether we make space once again to remember that Jesus is king. He's come to be Lord, to bring his justice, to bring his rule uh, into our lives. I think one of the challenges that that I constantly face with people is, um, will you have Jesus not only as your saviour, but will you have him as your king? 
Uh, and there's a difference. There's a difference between having Jesus as your saviour. Having Jesus as your saviour, and, and that's what the, the angel said to the shepherds, a saviour is born, which is fantastic news. A saviour comes to rescue you. Rescue you from your shame and your guilt. Rescue you from a, a, a meaningless, kind of hopeless kind of life. Gives you purpose. He, he rescues you from being outside of God's presence and not knowing God as a heavenly father. And brings you close and helps you um, and makes you his uh, child or his daughter. Son or daughter. But there's something else, there's something extra, which is to do with the kingdom. That Jesus wants to be king in your life. He wants to be lord in your life. And, and sometimes we say, we just want Jesus as our saviour. Uh, but I'm not quite sure if I want him to mess too much with my life. But having Jesus as your Lord is the best way to live. It's not the easiest. When Mary said, let it be unto me, as you've spoken, actually, yeah, I'm prepared to yield my life, my body, to the lordship of God. Actually, it wasn't the easiest of journeys. But it was the most profound way in which she saw God come into our world. She had the privilege of the, of the created, caring for the creator. That's mind-blowing, isn't it? That, that she held God in her arms. She nursed, she fed, she changed the nappies of God. I mean, that's incredible. She had that privilege. Why? Because she was submitted to the lordship of God in her life. And I wonder whether sometimes we miss out on that sense of, of destiny, that sense of God's kingdom presence here, if we just take Jesus as our saviour. And we're not prepared to go on the, the tricky, hard journeys, the painful journey of saying, but God, I want to yield to your destiny for my life. I want to yield to your purposes for my life. I want to yield to, to your kingship in my life. And I think Advent, Advent time is a, is a great time just to reconsider. Reconsider the coming of of Jesus as a baby, the first time as king. But he will return one day as king, putting all wrong things to right. And we have the choice now. Do we say, Jesus, I don't just want you as my saviour, but even in the painful journey of life that some of us can be on, let, let the pain remind me that there's something greater, there's something else, there's something other that's to do with your kingdom, kingdom of love and justice and peace. And like Mary to say, let it be to me according to your will. Let it be to me according to that, the things that you've got on your heart. The kingdom that one day uh, will come. And so I should like a chance just to, to, to pray for us. And pray for us as we uh, journey these two weeks uh, to, towards Christmas. Um, that it will be like with Mary. We could reflect on um, maybe the pain and disappointment that we're facing at the moment. Maybe the hard things we're having to to cope with actually maybe it's the aimlessness and thinking actually maybe there's more to life than our experiences at the moment maybe you got caught up and distracted by work and family and christmas shopping and other stuff and tonight is a time where we're saying actually like mary on this journey will you remember remember god who came to our world remember that jesus is king submit your life to his lordship let's just take a chance to pray And just in the quietness, there's something about Mary's heart that um, is inspirational. Of someone who's prepared to uh, put down reputation, social standing, because of God's word over her life.
There was someone who was prepared to be courageous and obedient, was prepared to let you be Lord of everything. There was somebody who, through the pain and discomfort of a, a week and a half's journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem, she was reminded through the pain that the child that she was bearing was going to be the son of David. He was going to rule with justice and with peace. As he held you, Jesus, in her arms and nursed him and fed him and cared for him, somehow she experienced something of the destiny of what it was for the seed of woman to crush the serpent's head. And she knew that she had a part to play. And God, on this Advent journey, I pray that we would realize that we have a part to play in your kingdom too. That we would yield our lives again to your lordship. Not just to receive the the benefits of of being rescued by you, but to, to yield ourselves to that kingdom that one day will reign eternally. To live our lives for the righteousness and the peace and the joy and in your Holy Spirit that is part of what the kingdom of living is about. Help us to journey like Mary. Knowing you. Anticipating that destiny of kingdom call. Help us this Advent time to make the space to uh, not just uh, kind of indulge and shop and uh, see families and all the fun things we're going to do, but to remember again that you came to be king, king of our lives, king of our broken world. Amen.